You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On College Football, a weekly podcast that highlights the hottest stories in college football world. On Mondays, you have me, Candace Cooper, your host of Locked On Tar Heels, here to bring you some of your favorite hosts of Locked On Podcast Network, talking to me about their respective teams. More importantly, sometimes they're just talking to me about their conferences and we're just getting things out there in the universe, whether or not they're going to see some national championships or what have you. It's all good fun, right? We got some predictions out there throwing out, <laughs> throwing it to the world. Maybe some hot takes. You just never know what you're going to get on Monday's show, which makes it so special. Now, today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. On tap for today, we have got Patrick Kahn, host of Locked On Longhorns. He is here to talk to us today about his Longhorns gearing up to face Colorado in the Alamo Bowl, and it is going to be exciting for us, right? Only because there are some implications of this game. Can Tom Herman can secure his job, or is it just a crapshoot? Does this game even matter? We talk all about that today with Patrick. More importantly, the feature of the Big 12. A lot of conversation has been about the SEC this year, but there are some great teams and great players on not only Texas program, but Iowa State, Oklahoma, a lot of guys are doing the damn thing. So we have to make sure we give them some praise and figure out just what the future of the college football playoff means. As we discussed Coastal Carolina, we discussed Liberty and whether or not they deserved a chance to get in this year. All of that conversation has to be had. All right, so let's jump right into our convo with Patrick here on Locked on College Football. How are you? Merry, well, I should say Merry uh, Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, yeah. I'm actually kind of glad that the holidays are over. I can get into bowl season, which is actually my favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah. Do you, are there any particular that you've seen so far that you were impressed by? You know, I, I really like Coastal Carolina and Liberty, um, yeah. just because there were two teams that, you know, a lot of people thought, hey, maybe they could, you know, be playoff busters. Yeah. And it, and they didn't, but they still put on a really good game, went to overtime, obviously. Right, right. Um, And then obviously there's been speculation about possibly Hugh Freeze getting a, you know, a different job. So, you know, it was, it was just a fun dynamic to watch. And even the Chanticleers head coach, you know, there were talk about him going somewhere, but, you know, he's, he's staying put. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, the games that I'm looking forward to are, are coming up, obviously. Uh, uh, I know I'm going to be really excited when the Orange Bowl kicks off. I know that's, that's <laughs> yours. Uh, but I want to see Mac Brown versus Texas A&M again. Oh, yeah. Uh, sure. For the first time since 2012. And we know how that game ended. Or at least <laughs> Texas fans know how that ended. And it was great. It was great. It was glorious. And Justin Tucker began his ascension to GOAT status in that game. <laughs> And that is something that we would love to see. Justin Tucker, he could certainly use some GOAT status today when he plays with the Ravens. Yeah. I do I do want to ask you, though, with the Coastal and the Liberty game, were you impressed by the fact that, yes, these are two good, strong, solid teams? Or do you think that these type of teams need some action in the college football playoff? Do they need a chance? This was kind of the year for that. You know, this was the year. And, you know, when you look at the top four, you know, it's really hard to make an argument against any of them. 
right? right? I mean, you could say, oh, well, Ohio State didn't play enough games. I'm like, they played the games that were scheduled. Mm-hmm. And, and you can get mad all you want that they got put in the Big Ten championship. But the Big Ten conference, they knew, like, we have to get them into the playoff. How do we do that? We got to put them in the championship game. Yeah. Because that's money. I mean, and, and you can say what you want. It, it's a it's a money-driven league. That's why but, there's all these bowl games and, you know, they're trying to, you know, get in there. But, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, this was the year, and they, and they should have. And this, for me, tells me everything I need to know. They need an expansion. Well, you know, it makes it feel kind of saturated because at this point, like how many different Georgia, I mean, not Georgia, Clemson, Alabama matchups are we going to get? After a while, it's kind of like, all right, we get it, right? So why not try and throw a Coastal Carolina in the mix and just see what could happen? Yeah, and I would argue that Cincinnati is probably the most deserving of any of them. Yeah. Um, You know, they had what I think it was three top 25 victories uh, once they went through, you know, Tulsa, SMU, uh, Army. Right, Army finished nine and two. Yeah, a really good football team. Don't know. Uh, I think they deserved it. I, they deserve to be in there. Um, you know, it, and, and I think that whole playoff system needs to be reworked anyway, uh, just for the simple fact that when you look at the final standings, I, I didn't agree with where they put some of the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and A and M at at five, I can agree with that. I don't think a, I don't think Oklahoma deserved to be six. The two lost <laughs> team over a team that went undefeated and won the championship. But, yeah. you know, I mean, these are the decisions they have to be made, but maybe they, we need to reevaluate it. A hundred percent. And maybe we'll start having these harder conversations once Notre Dame gets the bricks beat off of them, which I'm hoping for, because I'm feeling like you can't just come into my conference in the ACC being a Carolina girl myself, think you can dominate and then get your butt spanked against Clemson and still make the top four. Like, ugh, that, that grinds my gears. I, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that uh, they beat – Clemson the first time around, although they didn't have Trevor Lawrence, probably a different outcome in that game, possibly. Uh, you know, but I think you're right. Like, I think I think that made a lot of people mad. You know, hey, we're going to invite you into ACC to let y'all get some games in, and then they go and play for the championship. And like, hey, wait a second. Right, especially a weak ACC. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about Texas versus Colorado. And so you had mentioned earlier about Hugh Freeze getting maybe an opportunity to go coach elsewhere. Let's talk about your coaching situation. Tom Herman, you know, everyone everyone expected old buddy to get the walking papers. And yet he has been coming back for another year. Initial thoughts around Austin were what? Uh, Disappointment. Yeah uh agitation and uh i wouldn't be so sure that tom herman is coming back oh okay because uh let me just let me just clarify here <laughs> that was the most non-committal committal statement from an athletic director i've ever heard in my life <laughs> um he's our coach yeah so when yeah. so when so yeah. you sign your recruiting class and they're and the, the players are stuck in their lois mm. i mean what what, what, are, what are we talking about here until you get through the early signing period and then the bowl game. And uh, I'm, I'm still hearing that they're, they're having conversations behind closed doors uh, and it will continue on after all the conference or uh, conversation after all of the bowl games, the New York six bowls, the, the championship, they're still going to be having those conversations. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent yet. Okay. So from a two-parter one, will beating Colorado help his case or does that even matter? Does not matter it's uh uh winning a bowl game is great and doing it wrong it would be really good for i mean tom herman uh, as a head coach has never lost a bowl game 
uh, that he actually coached in, I should say, yeah. uh, because he technically was the coach of record, I guess, in the bowl game the year 2017, or it would be 2016 at Houston before he went to Texas. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it has any bearing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it and, and this is my argument I will make. If the bowl game is your deciding factor, then there's no reason to not bring him back. Mm-hmm. Because if what happens in this bowl game has any bearing on if he should or shouldn't be back, why are we having this conversation? If it if it's not for the losses in recruiting, the constant mass exodus of players, the losses to a TCU football team, you should never lost that game. <laughs> Oklahoma shouldn't have lost that game either. Uh, Iowa State shouldn't have lost that game. There's no reason Texas shouldn't have been nine and zero this season. None. Yeah. But what happened? Uh, you have a head coach who makes stupid decisions. You have an undisciplined football team. and I, I was, was going to say, yeah, about that undisciplined football team. Undisciplined. You, <laughs> you either coach it or you allow it. Yeah. And and so when I, when I look at everything, losing Quinn Ewers, number one recruit, Tom Herman had two things he could not do this season. Mm-hmm. Do not lose Quinn Ewers and do not lose the opportunity to play for a championship. And he did both. So to me, there's no reason why you should be here. Right. That's 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 my opinion. But I don't think this bowl game against Colorado means anything. Okay. Uh, maybe it means something to the players, to a Sam Ellinger, who may or may not come back next year. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe it means something to him and, and some of those other guys who know that they're not coming back. Uh, but, yeah, as far as anybody else, like as far as Tom Herman, this game doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Gotcha. Now, speaking of Sam Ellinger, and he's had, you know, a rough go, and you're assuming, you know, from all his purposes, from the outside looking in, this is his fourth year, he's going to have a dominant year, it's all that good stuff, mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite go that way, right? So, right. if you're Sam, do you come back, knowing that this is a strong quarterback class, and do you come back for another year and see if things can turn around, possibly with a new coach, or do you just say, listen, I've done my time, I've did my bid, i got to move on? If I'm Sam Ellinger, I come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is there was a regression of Sam Ellinger. Uh, okay. I had Dane Brugler from the athletic on uh, lockdown horns before the season. And we talked a little bit about NFL draft and we talked about, you know, what these players have to do this year. And Sam Ellinger was one of them. And he said, look, I had it. He goes, I talked to a team. We had a preseason second round grade on it. Like, so they were high on him. And then he came out and he was worse than he was the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially down the field, throwing outside the numbers, sure. anticipation throws, those those key things that you have to do in the NFL. And he was not doing them and or doing them at a high enough level to feel confident that he could do it at the NFL level. And so he looked at it preseason, and you're right. And then was it the fact that he had a new offense coordinator, Mike Yersich? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Was it the fact that he didn't have his full – uh, I would say his his full cabinet. Uh, you had Tariq Black, who was a, a graduate transfer, came in from Michigan. Uh, Brennan Eagles said he wasn't going to play to start the season, and then he, you know, he, he comes in. Uh, he doesn't start right away. They give it to Tariq Black. Joshua Moore, he started off on fire, but then he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Jake Smith was hurt. Jordan Whittington was hurt. They, and and then obviously it was like. It was like a it was like a who's who every week. Like who, they were playing a walk on at wide receiver. I mean, that's how bad it was. Uh, in Kai Money, and, and don't get me wrong, he has a he has a great name, mm-hmm. and a great story. Uh, but we're not here about stories. We're here to win football games. Um, and, and you know, and and I think 
Sam does need to come back okay. for him, for his NFL draft. Now, I will give you a caveat. Mm-hmm. I think for Texas to win the championship, the Big 12 championship, and to compete, mm-hmm. they need somebody else. Ooh, okay. Because, I love Sam. Yeah. I love Sam. But if you want a quarterback who's going to raise the level of this football team, I need a better passer, a more prolific passer. And they got a really good one in Hudson Card, four-star recruit. He was the number two dual-threat quarterback in the 2020 class. For all intents and purposes and everything that I've heard, this guy picked up the offense immediately. He's a much better passer. He still has that athleticism. He's not a big guy. Like he doesn't have long, he doesn't have the pounds on him like a Sam Ellinger. So he can't take that pounding of, of running the football the way that they like to run him. Mm-hmm. But I think he fits Mike Yersich's offense better because if you look at the way that they use Sam Ellinger, it's this, and I don't care what anybody says, Tom Herman can sit there on in the media uh, told you blue in the face mm-hmm. and say that, oh, I'm not calling the offense. No, bro, this is your offense. That's <laughs> not a Mike Yersich offense. Mike yeah. Yersich offense, he likes to spread them out, run a shotgun, uh, and then sling it down the field. Yes, he likes to run the football too, don't get me wrong, but uh, I think I think Hudson Card would be a better quarterback for it. Uh, but I do know if Tom Herman is back, that means Sam Ellinger will be the starter. Because yeah. the one thing that I've learned about Tom Herman uh, is he goes with experience over better playmakers. That's why his best running back set for five games this year before he actually got on the field. And now we see what B. John Robinson is. Wow. That's wow. what you need to know about Tom Herman. <laughs> Got it. Now, also, it probably doesn't help the fact that over there in Oklahoma, they've had some pretty prolific quarterbacks slinging that thing. And so when you look at Big 12 champions, if Texas wants to get in that conversation, they might have to make a switch. Yeah, I mean, when you have a – again – I don't mean any disrespect to Sam because I love Sam, but when you look at a quarterback, especially in the Big 12, it always feels like ever since Colt McCoy left that they just haven't had that passer. Mm. And Colt McCoy was – he gradually became that passer. I mean, he does own the NCAA record for completion percentage in the season, 76%. And and you saw the season that Joe Burrow had last year, and he couldn't even get to it. That just tells you how prolific he was as a passer. And they haven't had that level. And and I had hopes that Sam could be that guy, but, you know, Sam isn't that guy. And, that, and that's fine. I mean, you need good college quarterbacks. Texas, personally, I think Texas needs a great college quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need the passing aspect of it, throwing the, the ball down the field. And they threw it down the field a lot. But when you're completing 26% of your deep shots, and you're continuously calling it, mm-hmm. that, that's my big problem. I'm like, I understand you got to keep a defense off, honest, but nobody threw the ball more downfield in the Big 12 than Texas and Sam Ellinger. And, and that says a lot considering Oklahoma had a much better prolific passer in Spencer Rattler, but mm-hmm. they didn't have to throw it as much. Why? Because he completed more than 50% of them. Now, there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Make sure you guys sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on, and you'll get 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, when it's all said and done, and you're looking at the Big 12 for next year, is all of it really dependent on whether Tom is still your coach? Do you see Texas being in the top conversation, or is it still going to be another uh, struggle year? 
Ah, man. Uh, as far as Big 12 is concerned, I think they're always going to be near the top. I mean, they were mm-hmm. they finished third this year. Um, I and I, I don't think Iowa State was going to make another run because I expect Brock Purdy's going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and it's all going to depend on if Matt Campbell stays in Iowa yeah. State. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's been rumored with a lot of name, a lot of different coaching opportunities out there. Right. So I, I think it's really going to come down to. It's going to be Oklahoma. We know that. Who's going to play Oklahoma? And I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to go full homer and say Texas, but uh, I'm going to go full homer and say Texas. Okay. I, I, I just think, <laughs> uh, I, I, I just think that they have the talent. Mm-hmm. They have the talent. Top five most, uh, I think it was most talented roster according to 24/7 Composite, where mm-hmm. they take the entire roster and they ranked them. Yeah, they were fifth. Wow. They have the talent. They have the players. They need the coaches. And with all the money they put behind the coaches, I mean, behind the program in general, you would think that they would have elite coaches. Do you think they just took a chance on him, assuming for whatever reason they just wanted somebody besides Charlie Strong? Like, what was the the psyche behind thinking that he could do something for this team? Big money donors did not like Charlie Strong whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They didn't give him a shot. Three yeah. years and you're out. Okay. Yeah. Tom Herman's going into year five next year if he returns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they've given him a lot more chances now. Uh, as far as it was a different guy that made the made the hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Del Conte was not the guy who hired him. Uh, Chris Del Conte actually, the athletic director, didn't even want to give him the extension after the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Hold on, let's wait." Yeah. And the president went ahead and gave him the extension, and now we're in this whole situation we're in now. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think Del Conte's in a tough situation where he's got to appease the fans, but he's also got to appease the the people writing checks. So, and, and so, I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. So, yeah, I, I think, I think they, they went after the hot name, Tom mm-hmm. Herman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herman was talked about going to LSU. Um, there was conversation, I think it was the year before that, uh, after his, uh, the 2016 season or 2015 season at Houston, uh, he was even in talks with South Carolina before yeah. they went with Will Muschamp. Right. And so, you know, he was the hot name, so that's what they went with. Uh, but Chris Del Conte, if you look at his hiring history, uh, he's never hired a football coach at any place he's been. But if you look around him at the other positions, he wants proven coaches who have, who have been on the big stage. So uh, I think that's why they went after a guy like Urban Meyer, because they wanted somebody who's been in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think it was it was a matter of uh, somebody else making the call. Mm-hmm. So they went with the hot name. And, and that's why Tom Herman came to Texas. All right, folks, as you know, I am on this new fitness journey since retiring from swimming. I have been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's a low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Head to BuiltBar.com now and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Now make sure you guys come back every single day. You've got a new slate of hosts giving you their hottest takes on college football. The Locked On College Football Podcast is available 
anywhere you listen to podcasts is so important that you guys tune in and give us reviews. Let us know how much you love us. All of that good stuff. Five stars is just the minimum. Okay. Leaving a review would be the bonus. All right. We appreciate it so, so very much. Well, the Valero Alamo Bowl will be on December 29th at the Alamo Dome. Okay. San Antonio. So again, you have that Texas, you know, energy. Maybe I don't know if they're going to have fans out there in San Antonio. We never know these days, but you have the opportunity at 9 p.m. to see whether or not Texas can dominate Colorado, whether or not Tom Herman can keep his job. Patrick's saying that it doesn't really matter but you know if you blow somebody out maybe there's faith who knows who knows <laughs> uh, well i tell you what they blew out utah last year we had a lot of faith coming into this season yeah uh 38 to 10 in the alamo bowl last year now we get a new pac-12 opponent in the colorado buffaloes a team that texas knows yeah they played yeah. them uh used to be in the big 12 so you know it's a uh a renewed rivalry so to speak there you go well we'll look forward to seeing that patrick please remind folks of where they can follow you and find all of your work uh, absolutely. Uh, on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy. Uh, I'm pretty active on Twitter. Uh, Locked on Horns is our Twitter handle for our Locked on Podcast. And also check out longhornswire.usatoday.com, uh, your one-stop shop for all Texas Longhorn athletics. Wonderful. Well, Patrick, I appreciate your time and good luck to the Longhorns. I'm hoping good things or I'm hoping for a change. Hey, either one. Whatever either one. <laughs> All right, thanks, Candace. Now, the holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked on Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot, red hot to start the season, and he shares a lot of the day on every episode. Describe to Locked on Bets today wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys for joining me today. Thank you, Patrick, for giving me your insights. It's always enjoyable to have, you know, a friend come on the show and make sure that I am equipped and prepared for some great football action, which is what I'm excited for to see these next couple days. It should be a good go, right? Carolina plays Texas A&M. Texas and Colorado got college football playoffs to talk about. We're getting up for 2021. It should be a great year, right? It should be an awesome time and experience for us to, again, appreciate some of these guys who've been through a hard year. Nonetheless, they've gotten through it. I can't believe Ohio State's in there, but Jay Stevens, I'm, it's for you, guy. It's for you, my guy. I'm just saying, anytime you want to come back on the show, let's talk about those Buckeyes and Maybe they'll prove everybody wrong and win the whole kit and caboodle. And then we'll have to have you on talking cash money crap because you've earned it, right? Six games, sometimes you scratch your head. And yet, here we are. I'm still upset about Notre Dame, as I mentioned with my interview with Patrick. But here we are. This is who we've got. So we're going to rock and roll with it. Make sure you guys stay safe out there, wear those masks, and have a happy Monday.